Hello everyone. You are listening to the podcast in conversation with IPR and Competition Law. I am Aditya Trivedi, co-founder of this podcast and your host. In this podcast, we discuss intellectual property rights and competition law updates and invite IPR attorneys, competition lawyers and legal professionals as our guests. Let's welcome our esteemed guest for today's episode, Mr. Oloshion Olaiwala from Nigeria. And today, I must say that today is our first international podcast to test international waters. We will definitely be looking to other podcasts to analyze international situations, global scenario, and also understand comparative constitutional as well as competition law mainly. Welcome, Shion. How are you? Very well. Thank you so much, Triveti. Uh, it's my pleasure to be on the podcast. Uh, I, I see this is the first uh, international collaboration and I hope that we can always do this from time to time. Yes, thank you. So to my audience, let me introduce Mr. Oloshion Olayewala. He is a barred second uh, candidate of the Nigerian Law School where he is currently undertaking training for a qualification certificate and license to practice law in Nigeria. He holds an LLB in law from the prestigious Ambrose Ali University, Akpoma, Edo State, Nigeria, where he finished with a second class upper degree. Olashion or Shion, as he is often called, is highly enthusiastic about dispute resolution, corporate commercial law practice, and in particular, the budding field of Nigerian competition law. Driven by this passion, Shion focused his undergraduate thesis on competition law, critically appraising the infant Nigerian competition law regime. And in furtherance of this interest, he is now co-promoting the establishment of a competition law center in Nigeria. That's wonderful. Welcome again. And uh, uh, let's start uh, with the discussion. So today the topic is basically African, Nigerian and Indian competition law a comparison or say a discussion yeah thank you so much uh, and once again i'm pleased to be on board here thank you so uh, uh, can you please introduce uh, nigerian competition law to the audience uh, maybe tell some basic features of the act that is there to regulate adjudicate competition law maybe tell about your competition commission all right um the the topic is uh african and uh, indian competition law a comparison uh, but i i would i would prefer to be rather specific uh, and um and just focus on nigeria as a as a binoculars through which we can look at africa i'll make a comment about some african regimes because the african competition law setting is quite diverse there are 55 countries in africa and that means so many competition regimes and uh, we also have regional uh, regional bodies for the various regions in africa which also deal on competition so it's quite a very uh, very complicated and multi multitasking uh, uh, regime but back to nigeria um, prior to the year 2018 um, nigeria did not exactly have a competition regime and when i say a competition regime a proper competition regime with a, a regulatory authority and um, a, a consolidated law 
we didn't have that what we had after the series of military intervention into our democracy was um, a situation where we had state sponsored monopolies you know sectors where we had uh, state sponsored agencies that dominated those sectors became monopolies and you know subjected the market to their whims and caprices uh, until so these were issues that um, that were prevalent up to 2002 Um, and in 1999, we had our democracy reinstated. So up to 2002, when the government started seeing this as an issue, um, having the issue of uh, the ineffectiveness of state uh, state agencies or state commercial entities, and started divesting their interests, you know, through privatization and deregulations. That's why we brought in private sector into actively um, operating our, operating in our economic space. And through that, we noticed that. We couldn't exactly get the full effect and, and, and consequence of a proper free market because we lacked competition regulation. So from that moment up till 2018, there were there were several attempts to introduce a consolidated competition regulation, which uh, we didn't see through. Not up till 2018 when we finally had the Federal Competition and Consumer Protection Act. Which came into force in 2018, introducing the Federal Competition and Consumer Protection Commission, as well as the Competition and Consumer Protection Tribunal, as the regulatory authorities um, to cover the space of uh, competition law in Nigeria. However, prior to the enactment of this act, the the, the legislators did not go to bed; they didn't go to sleep over the issue. So there have been several attempts at introducing. Uh, piecemeal legisl- uh, competition legis- um, clauses and legislations into various um, uh, laws, particularly laws bordering on sector regulators. Say, for instance, the aviation sector, the maritime sector, the insurance sector, banking sector, and um, the capital markets, for instance. So there were there were means through which the regulators introduced competition clause and saddled these regulatory bodies in these various sectors with. Uh, the powers to execute and um, carry on competition regulatory functions, but of course this cannot be as uh, effective as having one sole body for the entire nation and a particular standard applying to all industries. So th- that's basically a rundown of what it is in Nigeria and uh, Africa generally. In Africa, I think we have about five um, um, regional continental bodies that um, cover the scope of economic, uh, econ- uh, regional economy and competition particularly. So we have. Um, We have the West African Economic Monetary Union. We have the East African Community. We have the Common Market for Eastern and Southern Af- Southern African. Uh, we have the Economic uh, Community of West African States. We also have the Economic and Monetary Community of Central Africa. The set, uh, the Common Market for Eastern and Southern Africa, which uh, I, I would now refer to as Comesa, uh, the Competition Commission of Comesa, uh, is the most effective on a regional basis. For the entirety of Africa, the largest with about 19 member states, and has proven to be the most effective. Established in 2013, uh, they've been able to um, carry out um, um, major approvals, cross-border major approvals between member states of um, over 100 cross, uh, cross uh, cross-border major approvals. So that so far has been the most effective on a regional basis. Other than that, the at country basis. We have about 25 countries in Africa who have uh, a competition law in force and um, an operational competition community uh, authority. Sorry, we also have about eight countries that have enacted competition law, but are yet to enact uh, to establish uh, a competition authority. Then we have about four countries where there are preparations for legislation 
uh, in the area of competition and we have about 18 countries left who do not have a competition law or at the early stages of considering the competition legislation so that's basically run down for nigeria and africa generally thank you so much yon for sharing about african competition regime and uh, nigerian competition regime in particular and telling us about the establishment of federal competition and consumer protection commission fccpc of nigeria and also yes. about the regional competition uh, authorities that they are uh, effective in the region in the territory so uh, let me uh, tell you about the indian competition regime so in okay. 2002 uh, the parliament of india passed an act uh, called competition act 2002 prior to competition act 2002 we had monopolies and restrictive trade practices act and uh, monopolies and restrictive trade practices commission but the earlier act was m- more focused on regulating monopolies or stopping monopolies uh, but rather than co- promoting competition or they were more focused on stopping monopolies but in the new act we have various provisions related to abuse of dominance posi- dominant position anti competitive agreements then merger control then cartels leniency program a green channel program a lot of new programs are there so in the new act the act focuses upon promotion of competition rather than a negative preamble there's a positive preamble that we will be promoting competition we will be regulating market in such a manner that there is no agreement Uh, if any agreement creates an anti-competitive effect or appreciable adverse effect on competition, then that agreement uh, will be penalized, will be fined, and the responsible persons will be charged with the offences. So, Section three talks about anti-competitive agreement. Section four talks about abuse of dominant position. Section five and six relates to merger control, and Section nine nineteen relates about the factors that are related to section 3 and 4 and section 20 sub clause 4 talks about merger control factors what factors should be considered to review a merger or to approve a merger and this is a basic introduction about indian competition law regime we have an authority uh, known as competition commission of india cci regulator as well as the adjudicator so uh, moving forward she on what do you think about the provisions related to anti competitive agreements in your competition law okay thank you um the relation relating uh, the the status of anti competition agreements in our regime in our regime here now it's um, it's quite improved compared to what we had before basically what we had before was just uh, our competition focus was basically about measures that's why we had the investment and security act which empowered the securities and exchange commission with the powers to um, regulate and approve measures and even the other um, um, sector specific regulators but that was just majorly about um, mega controls and in some occasions uh, consumer protection issues and even before the enactment of the fccpc uh, we had the uh, consumer protection commission a, a consumer protection council yeah but they were just restricted to consumer protection issues but now what we have is quite robust so that we now have um, um, the law now prohibits 
um, issues of anti-competitive agreements, which we refer to here as restrictive agreements and cartel behaviors. We have that. Uh, we also have uh, regulation on uh, an abuse of dominant position in the market. We have major controls. We have uh, monopoly is another issue because it's prevalent in Africa because we had state participation in economic activities. So it's part of our history that we have uh, um, the tendency for uh, economic actors to, to strive to want to be monopolies. So there must, there's need to always regulate that as much as uh, um, the regulators also have to be careful about how they interfere in the market. Uh, so we also have um, price regulation. Uh, it's another issue considering the fact that some essential um, um, essential essential goods uh, they, may, they might be of scarce demand, uh, scarce uh, uh, provision in in the country and all of that so that's, that's another reason why we have a um, price regulation through which the uh, i don't want to delve into that now so that i, I can quickly answer uh, what i've been asked but i just want to give a rundown also since uh, it's, it's what i should do then uh, uh then i think monopoly investigations here yeah, I've, I've mentioned that so back to restrictive agreements uh, restrictive agreements are prohibited under section 59 of the act it prohibits um, restrictive agreements uh, generally uh, so long as they have anti-competitive effect or are targeted at undermining or attacking a particular entity and um, the act also goes on to criminalize um, such a, a, a grim, uh, such actions, so that even the the, the undertaking who on the, uh, who goes into such agreement uh, gets to get a penalty, as well as the individual actors in such companies, such as the um, directors, they can be they can be punished for it. And we take um, restrictive agreements quite seriously here. Yeah? Because we see that some person over time, prior to the enactment of the act, it, it, it was I, I can loosely say that it was the trend for for cartels to run the market all over Africa. It's the trend. All of it, in Nigeria also, it's also an issue. You see where people um, just um, the the cartel of um, key actors in certain industry they connive and maybe shoot up price, bring down the price at will or as at their own discretion. So that's an issue. And more specifically, the portion of the act also um, also um, prohibits agreements that relate to price fixing, market allocation, conspiracy, bid rigging, and such other um, um, such other agreements which which subject the conclusion of a particular agreement to any other term that is not in the commercial sense normally done uh, in such uh, um, agreements and recently the commission also had we the commission had an instance where they had to intervene in such situations so that there was a right alien uh, um, alien company I, I don't want to mention name not to spoil the brand of any company so there was a right alien company who um, subjected all their drivers to to making sure that they must get insurance from a particular uh, insurance company and the commission interfered in the situation because it was improper to subject uh, an, an anti-competitive at the same time to subject all drivers to uh, patronizing just one particular insurance company it shows that there's an agenda there so the competition had to intervene uh sever a cease and desist order and the, 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 the manner in which uh, the regime here is, is couched when such situation of um, of a restrictive agreement arises, it is ordinarily void and of no effect. Such agreement is ordinarily void and of no effect. So anybody can approach the com- um, the commission and make a petition to the com- to the issue uh, and 
conclusive it does its investigation conclusive reports and i direct the relevant agents the relevant undertakings to seize and desist from such a uh, continuing such agreement and even when they when they fail to do that it, it has the, the power to punish them by by fine and by conviction in in the in uh, upon prosecution in relevant circumstances even with particular reference to price fixing market allocation uh sorry price fix fixing conspiracy and bid rigging which i mentioned as specifics as the restrictive agreement those are uh, those um uh, forms of agreement are specifically criminalized under the act such that they attract um, um a conviction of up to three years of up to three years and an option of fine and in some instances both because like i said earlier cartel behavior is quite prevalent but so far you know the regime is quite young here uh, just set up in 2018 so far we've not had any instance where the commission has had to exercise any of its powers here um so far if, even at that was not the commission is yet to release a regulation to the effect of uh to the effect of this because the commission is also empowered to approve certain agreements which generally can be perceived as anti-competitive but where the commission is of the opinion that the the importance outweighs the negativeness then he can approve he can approve such a uh, such such agreements but again like i said the commission is yet to exercise this regulatory power or release a subsidiary regulation uh, to this effect but, but that's largely what it is over here and there are exceptions some agreements are exempted from this uh, anti-competitive clause uh, or from being prohibited we have a uh, um, agreement so between uh, uh, labor unions whether for employer labor unions or employee labor unions uh, professional associations partnerships between people uh, of uh, carrying on professional services or whatsoever um, they could restrict each other in the trade and practice which they which they are uh, carrying on and we also have a contract of service general uh, restraint of uh, of trade maybe uh, as it normally is the, the, as the common law principle is that uh, uh, an employer can restrain uh, an, uh, a service provider from carrying on, or an employee who, who gives who, who carries on service from doing from um, providing such services to maybe another another um, employer for the purpose of pr- protecting maybe intellectual property rights or other privileged information. So that's also uh, allowed like, on the condition that such agreements must not exceed two years. Then um, we also have agreements on the sale of um, share capitals, particularly for our private companies, especially. Then we have, um, uh, yeah, like, like I said earlier, agreements that are uh, that are approved by the commission. So that's basically a rundown of uh, what restrictive agreements are like in Nigeria, and that's it for me. Thank you so much. That's so interesting to know. Uh, talking about Indian competition law regime with respect to anti-competitive agreements, uh, Section 3 of the Act deals with anti-competitive agreements and uh, the Act says that no enterprise or association of enterprises or person or association of persons shall enter into any agreement in respect of production, supply, distribution, storage, acquisition or control of goods or provision of services which causes or is likely to cause appreciable adverse effect on competition. So this appreciable adverse effect on competition in India, this happens to be the guiding principle of Indian competition law, not only with respect to anti-competitive agreements, but also in abuse as well as 
merger control guide if we talk about section 3 further then section 3 3 talks about horizontal agreements and section 3 4 talks about vertical agreements so in horizontal agreements as we know them so the competition act talks about that if the parties or if a party is engaged in determining uh, the purchase or sale price or if it is limiting or controlling production supply markets technical development investment or provision of services or involving in bid bid rigging or collusive bidding or sharing the market or source of production or allocating a particular geographic areas then these all comprises violation of competition act and are prohibited and uh, provided that nothing uh, in this section shall apply to joint ventures so joint ventures in this particular section is exempted from these provisions then moving further and talking about vertical agreements in india if any agreement is there among enterprises at different stages or levels of production as we know in the case of vertical agreements if there is a tie in arrangement uh, or say exclusive distribution agreement or exclusive supply agreement or if a refusal to deal or if there is resale price maintenance then these if these conditions matches or if any of the conditions or if any of the provisions are breached then the party is penalized and they are not uh, they the cci will not let them pursue with this agreement if i talk about recent cases of anti competitive agreements then recently maruti suzuki maruti suzuki is one of the uh, largest uh, automobile uh, companies in india branch yeah. in india i think i saw They this have, case recently yeah yeah so the the maruti maruti suzuki was penalized rupees 200 crores by uh, competition commission uh, because of resale price maintenance as they had a dealer discount policy they didn't let the dealers provide discount to them consumers and thus uh, affecting the inter brand competition so the, this is a recent case which i am hearing or I, if i if what i can recall and also talking about bid rigging recently there were cases where uh, uh, some msmes micro small and medium enterprises were involved in bid rigging so talk it taking a considerate view due to pandemic and uh, loss making entities this is a significant step that competition commission took that it uh, did not penalize them and passed a cease and desist order so this was a remarkable uh, case i can say or in the pandemic com- competition commission has uh, taken up a considerate view a nuanced approach so that uh, we can correct market practices and not penalize always otherwise in india if i talk about the highest penalties then they have uh, uh, they have penalized cement cartel Uh, of around rupees sixty sixty three hundred crores, and uh, this is a very huge penalty, highest penalty in India till now. But the case is stuck in Supreme Court as of now, as uh, after Competition Commission, we have a tribunal, Appellate Tribunal, that is National Company Law Appellate Tribunal, and after that we have Supreme Court of India as the appeal. 
so the problem is that in uh, the commission levies fines but these fines may not be realized due to regulatory litigation yeah. so yes so to- moving further uh she and uh, i want so you to talk to, about sorry just to just to add yes. on what all you just said you made some comments with that which i think i should also respond to from the nigerian uh, sure. perspective well, sure. what we have um as the vertical and horizontal uh, agreements so far we the the commission is empowered to make regulations on those specifics so that um we have i think the the, the intent of the legislators are not to overburden the act but to leave the uh, the commission which would gather expertise over time with the with the objective of now deciding what should be what in uh, such matters so so far i, I think from the from the, the from the last um, we heard from the commission the commission says that they are working on a regulation to that effect so anytime from now we should have um, specifics on that but the focus of the commission so far has largely been on measures because that's what has been driving the economy recently african economy generally because we see an influx of uh, of fintech uh, uh, companies and all of that into africa and nigeria in particular so that's largely where is on. and you made mention of um, the fact that your commission over there uh, sought not to penalize uh, the company but to correct the market inefficiency i think we also have um, we have something similar to that the the commission over here has released um, an investigative cooperation and assistance rule and procedure 2021 just this year um, which regulates the way in which they would um, and because the, the commission usually has the power to determine whether to proceed with prosecution or to or to hold back with prosecution depending on cooperation from the on undertakings so i think that's another way through with the commission has been able to also do similar uh, thing like the indian commission so such that in certain instances the commission can just shoot for correcting the inefficiency in the market rather than just penalizing and uh, bringing it and undertaking to a halt yeah so uh, it's over to you how do we go further yes so moving further uh we shall be discussing uh, the provisions related related to abuse of dominant position in your competition act uh how your competition commission pursues dominance in your regime or say economy okay um abuse of uh, dominant position is it's prevalent here <laughs> as we tell in fact the global issue because even down from the EU to the US and uh, Asia China also abuse of dominance has always been an issue particularly with tech and the advent of uh, privacy issues and concerns but so far i want to speak firstly on um, cases that have been treated in Nigeria there's none so far um, that has been treated under the com- uh, the, com- the powers of the commission but generally uh, abuse of dominant position is prohibited undertakings are criminally liable to fines of not less than 10% of their turnover in the preceding business year uh, should they be um, convicted of this uh, of of or accused of of uh, um, abuse of dominant abusing their dominant position in the market um, the, the the commission also has the power to from uh, to issue cease orders and where they find that uh, when they find that abuse exists they will conduct an investigation um, re, um an issue cease and desist orders to that effect and they might also decide to exercise their prerogative as to prosecution also so largely what happens is that the commission decides all of these issues um, 
uh, its order or fine if it chooses to and a party who is not satisfied at that point could proceed from there on to appeal to the tribunal the competition and consumer protection tribunal and appeals from the tribunal would then go further to the court of appeal uh, and the supreme court but so far it's a new regime it's just 2018 year we've not had any case and um, the the what the judicial waters have not been tested so it's still a virgin field that uh, anything can happen so we are hoping that in due time the the commission wakes uh, the commission rather sits up to the responsibility i know it's quite enormous but i i i think i like the approach the commission is taking to the nigerian commission is taking to the issue they don't want a scattered um, attack at the market so far it's been piecemeal by piecemeal so far it's major as soon as they find their feet on that i think they will move on to other um, issues like the restrictive agreement and the this uh, this re, uh, relating to abuse of dominant position and prior to the enactment of the act in 2018 under the previous regime where we had the consumer protection issue um, there was actually a, an abuse of dominant position uh, situation that arose but for lack of um, legislative backing, the commission could do nothing. So we had the it, it, the matter was actually in court. So I think I'll be able to mention the 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 parties that were involved. So it was the federal government of Nigeria against more teachers in Nigeria. In, in that case, the the the, the, the undertaking more teachers in this uh, instance, they they kept on um, shooting the prices of paid uh, television services. And the, the commission, the Consumer Protection Council, uh, sorry, the Consumer Protection Council at that time uh, felt that it was it was not justified, and they they they, they ordered that they cease such an increment pending when the investigation is concluded from the position of a consumer protection angle. So when they they, they sought to find and uh, uh, yes, they sought to completely halt the, the council sought to completely halt the entire process and brought an action in, in at the federal high court, but. Um, with the way the action went, it, what the, the court was unable to proceed because it found that the commission actually, uh, the council itself actually lacked the power to regulate competition in that sense. All that it could do was to um, uh, uh, take cognizance and react to uh, consumer protection issues. So that's, in fact, that also gave, gave rise to the reason why the, the speedy passing of the act was uh, affected because it, it shows that at that point Nigeria was in dire need of a competition regulation. Regulation, so that's it on uh, competition. Or oh, sorry, on the um, abuse of dominance, um, we have ten percent turnover uh, for the undertaking, and we also have um, um, uh, a term, a, a conviction term for the directors. So largely, what we what we do here is we we find and punish the the undertaking as well as the directors or all of them can be proceeded proceeded against at the same time yes that's nice in india also we have section 48 uh, where the directors as well as the individual parties can be uh, convicted or say penalized if they are found guilty so uh, let's uh, let me tell you about indian uh, it was so good to know about the concept of dominance in nigerian competition law and economy let me tell you about or say let's discuss about the indian competition law regime with respect to abuse of dominant position so section 4 of indian competition act uh, deals with this particular aspect and it says that no enterprise or group and uh, Indian competition law has its own definition of group in section 5. There are some financial thresholds. 
so a new enterprise or group shall abuse its dominant position it's a directive provision i would say it's saying that you are not allowed to abuse your dominant position you can yeah. be dominant like recently in india uh vedanta group acquired vedanta group is a very big uh, group in india it acquired a particular industry in goa which is a coastal state of india and uh, the now uh, vedanta group is the only company in india which is producing nickel you understand nickel it's a mineral okay uh, that uh, yes. maybe i probably find out about it later why do we get it here yes so it is, so i'm just saying that now it's a kind of monopoly because that's the only company which is producing or is in the market of oh. nickel so oh. i'm so just saying uh, indian competition law and uh, that particular uh, uh, acquisition is exempted from merger because there is uh, uh, there is the involvement of insolvency and bankruptcy code there as well as the other company was insolvent and bankrupt so that is why we would understand that due to the insolvency the other company or say the target enterprise would have lesser financial thresholds so we cannot then assess dominance or as say abuse of dominance position and so the merger or acquisition would have been cleared very easily so these things are there so in india if we are talking about section 4 so the section says that if any particular party Uh, imposes unfair or discriminatory condition in purchase of sale of goods any discriminatory condition or price secondly talks about uh, limiting production or um, also the development the scientific development if it if any party limits the production as well as the scientific development or technical development relating to goods or services or thirdly indulges in practices or practices resulting in denial of market access like market foreclosure or creating hefty entry barriers yeah. also talk, it also talks about if the parties makes exclusive contracts or supplementary obligations the contract which includes supplementary obligations or if the party uses or uh, its uh, dominant position in one relevant market to enter into another relevant market then there can be abuse of dominance mm-hmm. section also acknowledges a predatory pricing search bias self preferencing these issues are worldwide as we know shion that uh, for example google uh, google in 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 bharat matrimony case in india google was alleged of search bias that it shows its products purposely um, or it shows some web pages uh, in priority uh, yes. rather than And giving equal access yes so there these are some issues. there were also cases related to self preferencing uh, in e-commerce sectors like we have amazon flipkart as e-commerce giants in india flipkart is owned by walmart in a, re- in a recent acquisition i remember then uh, with respect the acquisition to... was this year right yes yes yeah yeah so i saw that also yeah. yes so in india we can say that indian e-commerce sector is uh, dominated by two us uh, companies amazon and walmart okay 
yes so after that uh, if uh, the recent cases also like if you if we say amazon amazon is an e-commerce giant but it also has its uh, presence in other sectors like amazon prime it's an ott mm-hmm. entertainment uh, application so uh, in india or in digital economy as we say because when we talk digital economy uh, we cannot necessarily uh, put these sectors into some brackets or there are no boundaries a person from nigeria can also access amazon a person yes. from india can also amazon can also access amazon so that's why we have a lot of issues in uh, uh, determining relevant market in digital economy and i think that it that, that can be a very good research question for antitrust economists throughout the world uk is also moving towards a digital markets act and uh, developments are going through throughout the world so these are certain observations of mine related to indian competition law with respect to merger with respect to abuse of dominance and uh, if you have any comments then you can make otherwise we can move forward to merger control regime how mergers acquisitions uh, and combinations are approved in your country okay uh, just a, just a little comment um the act here also it, it defines um what abuse of dominance would mean it says an, an undertaking is considered to be able, uh, to be in dominant position if it is able to act without taking account of the reaction of its customers consumers or competitors and i'd, I'd like to stress that at the time in our country here uh, in the cement industry uh i would also not mention the the, the the company in particular but i would just reference it uh, the the price of cement went up nationally and it was very significant so and it, it, we couldn't blame them at that time because the cost of production had increased because the, um, we had issues with power and all of that but one of the companies uh, and a major key player who we can categorically say um uh, has the dominant position in the market suddenly went into the market and slashed his price by over half the amount that other competitors were charging just to gain market share and uh you know attract more customers and eventually still return back to the to the prior pricing in which he was operating so you see a calculated attempt at making short term losses and uh, long term gain so that's that, that was an instance but at the point at the point when that happened we didn't have a competition regulation and neither do we have a commission that was empowered to look into competition um issues issues like this we we've also had instances like this also in the aviation sector where where um i think uh, british airways were selling um air tickets way higher than what uh, i think they were selling air tickets including some uh, undisclosed fee and at that point the aviation authority did not have the power to investigate such uh, um abusive um, uh, and uh, uh, abusive conduct by the uh, the by the undertaking with dominant position so it became an issue why the us authority uh, were able to sanction them to the tune of millions of dollars the nigerian authorities were unable to do anything at that point so that was another issue particularly that i believe uh, would have necessitated the the speedy implement uh, enactment of the act the act also talks about exclusionary acts as largely the same as what you've discussed so far so i, I think i, I would not bore us with the details i'll let us go on into major countries now so that's it on our end yes thank you thank you for your comment additional comment as well as uh, 
provisions related to abuse of dominance which you just notified us uh, let us discuss merger control regime of your country how mergers accusations are approved and what role the competition commission the federal commission plays okay um prior to the enactment of the act i would always refer to the the regime that operated before the enactment of the act because the act is still young and what we had before was a situation where um the the function of regulating competition in mergers was um, put in the um securities and exchange commission the securities and exchange commission was the body uh, was the authority responsible for regulating the capital markets and influx of foreign cap- uh, capital or even local capital in nigeria so um the commission at that point the securities and exchange commission it was empowered to regulate mergers but it could it could not so to uh, um execute this function enough compared to what would happen if we have uh, a commission dedicated to that so um that that then came the act the fccpc and which introduced the um, the federal competition and consumer protection commission so the role of uh, the role of what we now have now is a situation where the act removes the powers for major regulations from the securities and exchange commission and imputes those powers on the federal competition and consumer protection commission uh, do you understand that yes yes all right so so when when, when that happened so we now have a situation where we now uh and in addition to that also remember i said that we had sector regulators who we also right. empowered to do um certain anti-competitive regulation so right. what we now have now is a regime where uh, for mergers you have to get the approval of the Fed, uh, the competition commission as well as your sector regulator so if you have to be in the bank in the banking sector for instance and you want to uh, do a merger or acquisition by the way mergers are quite uh, it's quite a broad definition under our act here it says that uh, any form of control would amount to merger whether by joint venture uh, by acquisition by whatever terminology it is uh, what we look at is the, is the effect on the operations of the the company whether in terms of a acquisition of their assets or whatsoever it is it's a major on in our regime yeah so um we now have a situation where you need to get the approval of the commission the competition commission as well as, as well as your sector regulator so if you are in the banking sector for instance you would need to get the approval of the federal competition and consumer protection commission as well as the um central bank of nigeria approver who is the regulator in the and the banking sector same applies in the insurance aviation sector so uh, uh, the the agreement now is that uh, the, the the popular position now is that you have to get both uh, regulators on board but uh, the question that keeps coming up again from it's still a boarding um, a boarding field for us but the question that we keep asking is should the commission approve a merger uh, and a sector regulator refuses to approve that merger what happens would with that uh, major not fly considering the fact that it has gotten the approval of uh, of the the competition commission but i guess uh, as time goes on we would have, would have better clarity with that if the courts would uphold the two requirements for the two uh, regulators to uh, approve or whether the courts would uphold section 105 of the uh, com- uh, federal competition and consumer protection act which provides for the supremacy of the commission over Uh, any specific sector regulator in any regulated industry so that's that's uh, another that's a, that's an issue i don't want to dive into in details because we are largely just discussing what major control is in our regime so we um post run to the powers of the commission the commission has is- issued a uh, major 
uh, major uh, review regulation 2020 and has also gone on to uh, uh, to amend it by issuing the major review amended regulations 2021 the commission has also issued a notice of threshold for uh, major notification uh, major review guideline and a guidance on gun jumping because gun jumping also it's it's another serious issue here because sometimes because it's a new regime we have situations where parties would proceed with the major uh, acquisition transaction to a point where uh, they, it could rightly be considered as gun jumping uh, and they've not involved the commission at that point so the commission had to um, issue that guidance and so as to help um, undertakings with that and also the, the the scope of powers of the commission borders on um, activities that have economic consequence in nigeria so long as they have economic consequence in nigeria it's immaterial that such uh, measures are by foreign entities say for instance um, amazon wants to come in uh, acquire uh, wants to acquire any um, um, company which which maybe is a competitor and would have effects such acquisition will have effects in the nigerian system then it must go through the approval of the fccpc so that's another broader uh, provision that um, the uh, regarding the powers of the commission over major control so the the commission can control measures that are taking place in nigeria or that would have effects in nigeria Thank and you uh, sorry yes. so, yeah just to add one um, just to add something uh, one of the uh, the commission has been approving measures over time since its uh, commencement because it, it didn't just jump into the sector they had to make a, a, an agreement with the securities and exchange commission to have a transition period within which they would treat the backlog of major review cases that they had uh, with the committee with the securities and exchange commission and also now transfer all new major cases to the federal competition and consumer protection uh, um, commission so when the, the, the commission now uh, took over they started giving their own decisions uh, uh, or approvals for measures so far those are uh, those decisions or approvals have not entirely been made um, the, the reports per se um, and the reasons for such uh, um, approval otherwise have not entirely been made public and uh, we, we wish to ex- excuse the commission because uh, it's still overwhelmed by the responsibility and uh, the commission has even assured us in in one of the discussions uh, on uh, i think one of the webinars um, where uh, officials of the commission were able to address it uh, that uh, in the coming year they would ensure that they are able to upload their decisions on these issues on their website so that we can assess and also you know from the academic standpoint also criticize if need be and um so far the one of the significant measures that the commission has approved is the dangote flummy and olam international uh acquisition so olam international acquired the dangote flummy um, uh, company it's, it's a very large company in fact a key player uh, in the in the uh, floor markets in Nigeria, so that acquisition was one which um, the powers of the FCCPC came to play because that transaction was worth about um, 330 million dollars. So it was quite significant, and uh, we saw that the commission um, lives up to its responsibility. And they've, so they, after that, there've been so many other um, acquisitions in Nigeria. You you would um, if you're familiar with uh, the tech space, you will see that uh, Paystack was acquired. Uh, we have flutter weave and all of that so there's so much going on in the in the major control sector and uh truthfully uh truthfully speaking the commission is sitting up to responsibility as much as uh, it's overwhelming at this point because um there's there's little uh, regarding manpower i think i'll talk about that 
uh, at the concluding stage of this uh, discussion. Maybe we'll just talk about that for the challenges we are experiencing as an infant regime. So that's basically it. Yes, sure. Can you also tell us how many mergers uh, have been approved by your commission? I understand that it's a young commission, but how yes. many like, approximately? Yeah, um, I cannot exactly um, speak as to figure per se, because just like I said, um, some of these um, approvals, they've not been made public. You understand what I, I try to make reference, uh, make reference to? And the commission yes. assured us that by the, uh, by the coming year, they would ensure that all of these um, uh, approvals are, are stated on their website. Additionally, I just remembered also that this year, the commission just launched their online uh, notification portal such that um, for, to notify the commission for any major, particularly uh, um, foreign measures and even local measures also, um, the, anybody can do it from any part of the world. It's an electronic process through it, you know, notification will just be done on their website. So I think the commission is trying to ease up um, the procedure for major regulations as well as it, um, the, the commission has been very active in this space because they made three or yeah, I think four or more regulations that uh, have been released thus far since the commission took over. But as to the figure uh, in terms of the number of um, measures that have been approved, I cannot speak with certainty. So I'd rather just um, let us leave that and, and by the time we get more information on that, I can speak to that. Yes, definitely. And I, I am realizing while talking to you that it's uh, so uh, so uh, good discussion that we have to create a part two of this discussion so that we can uh, we can dwell deeper into the issues related to our uh, competition regimes. Uh, so that's, that's really fine by me. Yeah. So with talking about statistics, Indian Commission has reviewed more than eleven hundred antitrust cases and has oh. reviewed more than eight ninety mergers till date. 890 mergers, accusations, and uh, other uh, demergers. Yes. And uh, about 40 transactions have been approved in the under the green channel route. So, what is green channel? I'm, I'm telling you. Yes. So, you also mentioned about gun jumping. So, in India, we have a provision, section 43A, which uh, in which a fine may extend to 1% of the total turnover or the assets whichever is higher if that particular party of what if the parties acquirers and uh, target enterprise they do not furnish information on the mergers and combinations mm-hmm. so in india section 5 6 section 20 majorly broadly squarely deals with uh, mergers and acquisition approvals section 5 defines combination as I told earlier that there are financial thresholds, so the financial thresholds are defined in section 5 of the act. Like for example that they have to, uh, if, the, if the parties have uh, uh, in India the assets of more, more than 500 million US dollars and if the group has more than 2 billion US dollars then they, uh, this accusation will be called a combination. Or if there is there is acquiring of control, and if there is an aggregate of 500 million US dollars, or if we talk about group, then an aggregate of more than two billion US dollars, or six billion US dollars, then the group will be or the acquisition of control will be considered under combination. 
and similar thresholds are for um, mergers and uh, amalgamations so section 5 broadly talks about these then section 6 is the regulatory provision section 6 says that no person or enterprise shall enter into a combination which causes or is likely to cause appreciable adverse effect on competition and what is appreciable adverse effect on competition we discussed the same with respect to anti competitive agreements as well and yes. how to determine this the factors are given in section 20 of the act like for example we have to analyze the actual and potential level of competitors or extent of barriers to entry degree of countervailing power the likelihood that the competition would result in the parties uh, to the combination being able to significantly and sustainably increase prices or uh, talking about market share substitutes effective competition so these all are the factors which can be considered to say that yes this merger or acquisition or amalgamation is causing or killing competition or promoting competition in simple words so a party has to notify to the competition commission within 30 days within 30 days of the merger of or the agreement or the execution of any agreement and then the competition commission can take up to 210 days to approve yeah. the merger so this is the provision and talking about green channel route so in india if they if you do not have horizontal or vertical overlaps if there are yes. no overlaps and if it is uh, clear that the com- combination will not kill competition so it's a kind of self regulation which commission has introduced uh, on the terms of european competition regime so we have a green channel route Uh, so in this the co- combinations are deemed to be approved by the commission and the commission then reviews the transactions under so, uh, within 25 days but they are deemed to be approved by the commission all the combination orders are available on the website of competition commission you can also read them if you wish to know more about the orders how commission passes orders antitrust orders are also available on the website and, and in the category of orders antitrust orders then combination orders are also available so i am glad that we have discussed these major important issues related to uh, um, anti competitive agreements merger control and abuse of dominance i believe that uh, we might cross the uh, timeline of uh, one hour uh, because it will be too huge for the audience to listen so, or refer yes. to so let Which us create a part to some time in future to discuss more about cartels leniency program emerging trends digital economy or say the emerging trends because 2022 will also have its own challenges in this, uh, in the competition regime or say let's hope for a, a, a successful regime in our respective countries so any concluding remarks which you have Uh, yeah, as a concluding remark, uh, I also want to uh, mention the fact that uh, contrary to what it is in your um, in your regime where you where the act already specifies the threshold power to uh, to by way of regulation specify the threshold. Currently, the thresholds are uh, marked at one billion naira and um, five hundred million naira for uh, small and large 
measures. So that's that's the uh, categorization we had have for them. Uh, prior to this, we had the small, uh, I think, medium and and large measures under the previous regime of um, the Securities and Exchange Commission. But that's just as an addendum to what has been said so far. But but largely, that's that's it for Nigeria. Uh, for, the, for the little we can take within the time frame that we'd have, that's it. And uh, I, I think I've been able to largely just um, um, hint on the on the issue we have in Africa as a general. Uh, as a general uh, African competition uh, regime. So, like I said earlier, the Comesa, which is the common market for Eastern and Southern African uh, Competition Commission, is the most active and, and it's a supranational uh, uh, authority. So that, uh, and again, it's modeled after the European Commission. Uh, the, it can, uh, the, the, the laws in that, uh, the, the regulations under the Commission apply directly to uh, in the various countries over cross-border uh, issues, but but in place, uh, in countries like Nigeria and many other African countries, foreign um, international treaties do not directly apply into um, in, into the national issues of the country, except they have gone through the act um, the, the various parliaments. Uh, so this is this is a constitutional provision that must be upheld at every point in time. So all of this uh, also come uh, they also uh, bring into issue the fact that just like what we have in europe africa is trying to uh, uh to create one single market and that we are trying to do through the african continental free trade agreement but let me not dive into all of the details of that because i think uh, time is no longer on our side i don't know what it is like in asia if there's an arrangement to creating uh, a continental free market yes right now there are no such uh, discussions going on Yes, but we have free trade agreements with certain countries and I also have to delve deeper into that issue. Uh, as of now, we do not have any uh, continental uh, economic or uh, free economy or open economy. But let's hope uh, if, that's, uh, if, that, if that's feasible or if that's uh, competition friendly. So let us discuss more issues like this and also dwell deeper into this comparative competition uh, regime of uh, Nigeria and India. So thank you, Shion, for accepting our invite and also for a fruitful discussion. And we thank you so that- much, Triveti. It was my pleasure. And to be honest, there's so much for us to learn as a young regime. Yes. Uh, thank, oh, thank you so, you so much. much. I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, I will, and I hope we can do this as often as possible. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Again. All, right. All right. Thank you very much to the audience also. Thank you.